welcome to tonight's episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. I'm your host, number one, and soon we'll be joined by our panel. Tonight we're going to talk about friend or frenemy. A frenemy is someone who portrays to be your friend, someone who acts like they're your friend, but they're really not. They're more like your enemy. I was taught when I was young with friends like you who needs an enemy. Well, there you go. As you grow older, you start to take an inventory on your life. You start to assess and evaluate everything and everyone that's in your life. And part of that assessment is everyone's behavior with and towards you. The ones that only come around what they want to show off. The ones that are so quick to spread bad news about you but never share the good news. You know, the ones that are so quick to try to do your thing better than you. The same ones that smile on your face and talk bad about you behind your back. Friends, that's really your enemy. Tonight we're going to learn and teach about those people. And we're also going to show you that you're not the only one to have them. Well, without further ado, let's get right to it. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Welcome. Friend or frenemy? Uh, I, I think... Okay, so let's start with friend. Um, and I don't know why, but you know the the song that comes to mind is you know how many of us have them friends, ones we can depend on, um, and and it goes on and on. But so you know, let's let's answer that first. How many of us have friends? You know, um, before, 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 let's define a friend first. Okay. A person whom one knows and with whom one has bond of mutual affection, typically exclusive of sexual or family relations. Okay. Let's start there. So, okay. Well, with that being said, you know, I I can't say that I have any friends. Oh, okay. Um, because you said without family relations, right? Right. Now it doesn't it doesn't specify whether it's blood or marriage or what have you. Okay. So yeah. So I I have friends, but you know now she's family, so I don't have a friend. Okay. Well, then let's talk about enemy. A person okay. who is actively opposed or hostile to someone or something. Actively opposed. Yeah, we have those. 
gosh, goodness, you know, like we they, we have plenty of, of frenemies. Um, I have plenty of frenemies. I would I would I would guess. And then the, the thing about frenemies is is they don't exclude your family. So um, just being quite frank, my my frenemies are within my family. They are related to, to me. Um, so you know, it's every it's it's one it's those times where you share and you're basking in your joyful moment and and sharing your life and and for every good thing they they have you know twice as many bad things to say you know um always against your growth uh whether mm-hmm. spiritual financial um you know, emotional, uh, mental, you know, they always opposed to your growth. Frenemies, yes. Now, we've made a word, we've made the word frenemy, which is that friend who, a person who one knows and with whom one has a bond of mutual affection, but they are the same ones who is actively opposed to you. Frenemy. See, they smile in your face. Those ones, you know, on the low that's looking at you sideways, we call it hating, but in your face, you know, they're quote-unquote happy for you, you know. Then it's like, well, get on the phone. Why couldn't that happen to me? Or she must be doing something, or he must be doing something. You know, ain't nothing that good, or you you follow me? Mm Mm-hmm. Andrew? That's the part that's scary, right? Because they always say keep your your enemies close. I'm sorry, your friends closer and closer. But it almost is, seems as though you gotta keep your friends, your frenemies just as close. Say that last part. Keep your frenemies just as close. Yep. You gotta keep your your frenemies even closer than than your enemies. Yes, you do. Part that puzzles me. How is it that you supposed to be a friend? We have a bond, a mutual affection, but you don't want to see my growth, or you don't think I should be experiencing growth. Not that they don't think you should be. See, I don't think that a frenemy is against, well, yes. Um, I don't know if they are, are against it or they just hating on it. 
because they want it. You know what I mean? It's like... But if they against yours and for them, then they against it. Well, yeah. Because it's almost seems like they're trying to think, they're thinking that you have a house. Like, that's the only house going to be made, has ever been made, and that it's currently made. You know what I mean? So... I'm going to hate on her for having a house. If you follow me, well, you can get your house too. Newsflash, they still building them. Right, right. What, what, what about what about those things that are non-tangible? So, you know, you have a friend of me that can... Um, hate on your your relationship with God, your relationship with, you know, like um, your relationship, your your relationship with your daddy better than mine is. So, you know, I'm hating on that. When you think about, you know, hating on the intangible. Oh, absolutely. That's just that's that's just as prevalent. You hating on on ideas, right? You hating on the idea that works for me. It may not work for you. It may not be your idea, but it works for me because it's my idea. Okay, give a specific example. The idea of marriage, right? Your idea comes from the Bible. It's spiritual as well as mine. But to mm-hmm. someone on the outside looking in, your friend of me may see it otherwise. Oh no, oh no, I'm not gonna do that. I'm still I gotta be, you know, the woman ain't ain't, ain't submitting to no man and all this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Mhm. Then they go say, "Well, she's weak for doing so." So weak for being submissive. Uh, weak for you having your own ideas and following them, versus, I guess, the strong people follow strong people, which is crazy. You guess the strong people follow who? I said, I guess strong people follow strong people, and weak ones, you know, think for themselves. I, I don't know how that I, makes sense. Yeah, because yeah, I was about to say that didn't even make sense. So, I mean, you know, yeah, from the outside looking in, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, like you said, for us, and what we believe in how our household and our relationship function um, is may not be the same as you know uh, Tim and and Tammy, right? So uh-huh. you know Tammy, being my friend of me, um, likes to call every once in a blue moon, and you know we chat it up, and um, like she likes to kind of ask all these questions to get 
in my in my brain, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and so what what she's actually doing is she's trying instead of asking questions like about my experience. Well, how do you do this? Or you know, what are you doing? Or have you ever had this situation? And um, instead of asking questions like that, to where she could actually apply some type of faith and prayer to her own situation. She's asking questions so that she can essentially compare her life to mine and then Mm. try to mirror my decisions or mirror her decisions to mine, hoping that she... Get what I have, or goes where I go, or something mm-hmm. like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but in turn, if she were my friend, um, she would be asking me questions about my experience so that, you know, like I said, she can be in prayer for her own situation and for God to move um, and let her situation be determined by God as opposed to in her subconscious trying to, I want to say, compete. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think as friends, we would be able to have those open conversations and be able to walk away from each other with a great deal of respect and understanding for what one or the other has been through and how they how they navigated through it so that when um, they're faced with a specific challenge, you know, one could use the other shoulder to lean on. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, you know, loss of a job. You know, if if, if Tammy um, have lost her job and, she, and she's calling me or whatever, and, you know, and I've been through that situation and she knows because we're friends, then she's seeking advice. Right? And, of course, when Pastor gets on, we can talk about this, but I think that the Bible says, you know, like, wise men seek counsel. Seek wise counsel. Mm-hmm. It says lean not on your um, own understanding. Right, 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 right. So if you've been through something, and I know you've been through it, and I know you came out on the other side, then you being my friend and me being your friend, I'm going to pick up the phone and call you to get some insight. But um, I, I would, now I'm sorry to cut you off, I would because I'm a private person or um, it's a secret. I'm secretive. Which there's a big difference yeah. between private yeah. and secretive. Right, right. That's what I was about to say. You, know, you can be private. I'm private. Okay, my privacy consists of 
me living my life within my four walls, within my family, um, not having to get validation from anyone else about the choices that I make, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's privacy for me. Is you know, my family validates me, God validates me, um, and and the the benefit of you know, if if there are any of my decisions, my family gets those, and I don't have to share those with the world. That's my privacy. Um, <clears throat> my privacy is being able to wake up to, to my family every morning and, and thank God myself, not have to go on Instagram and give God shout-outs, you know, but, but right. go to my closet and while I'm trying to figure out you know, what sweatpants or what socks I'm going to wear today, I'm, I'm able to sit there, you know, and, and give God praise um, simply because I can look out the window and see that a new day has come. You know what Absolutely. I mean? So so my privacy is that, not not having to share with the world what my thoughts are, not having to get opinions of the world on what, socks I should wear or if I should color my hair or, you know, different things like that. So okay. I enjoy my privacy. Um, and I okay. don't have to share so, my, my family with that. But that, you know, when when it comes to secrets, that's a whole well, different, that's a whole different ballgame, you know. So in, in regards um, to, I'm glad you mentioned that, in regards to secrets, right, are you more secretive because um, of your insecurity yeah, I mean, I would think insecure people uh, are, are secretive. Okay, um, like, okay, let's 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 talk about okay. So, if if the the grain of my hair is thicker and coarser than yours, um. Mm-hmm. I'm more reluctant to go natural and I get relaxes, but I don't want to tell anybody. You know, that's my secret. I get relaxes because my, <coughs> excuse me, my grain is, is you know, coarse and, and a, a bit unmanageable. So I live with that secret. Um, for me, a secret is no more than a lie. You know, I hide behind, because of my insecurities, I'm hiding behind these lies to fake it till I make it Um, Mm. or to, you know, to be something that I'm not, to paint the picture um, of a a Cadillac one of yeah, paint a picture of a Cadillac when I'm really a Yugo, you know. Right. Um, and truth be told, for just as many people who love Cadillac, there there's some who also love Yugo. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so so for me, a secret is no more than a lie. Now, um, when in relation to you know friends and enemies type situations, then if if your friend is keeping secrets, which means they're lying. Is it your friend or is it your friend of me? 
Cause well, let me answer that. Uh, I know it was rhetorical. I acknowledge that. But it's also one of them things where are you lying to me or are you lying to yourself? Uh, and I know that's rhetorical as well, but I think it's a little bit of both. I'm a lot of you okay. because okay, I'm I'm a lot of you because your life looks you don't look like you struggle. You know what I mean? Oh. Like like you have a you have a it's 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 like one of those things where you get up and, and you go to church and you know, you, you see the lady, the the mother of the church with the with the nice hat and the, the iron suit with her, you know, with her breast button, her breast pan on or what have you. And she got a nice little stockings and her church shoes on and a purse to match. <coughs> now, you know she didn't wake up that way, but she don't look like she had to figure out what she was going with. She looked like she got it all together. Her hair be late, you know, her clothes be clean, her perfume smell all good. You know, she looked like she got it all together, right? Okay. So 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 because she looked like she got it all together, I'ma act like I got it all together. So when I approach mm-hmm. her, there are certain things that I'm gonna hide. Like I'm gonna hide the fact that when I woke up this morning my water was turned off. Or I'ma hide mm-hmm. the fact that when I woke up this morning you know, my, my iron, uh, you know, didn't work because, um, you know, whatever the situation may be. I'm going to hide the fact that when I woke up this morning, you know, that, that the only thing I could feed my children was, you know, cereal and sugar water because I, I didn't have any milk, you know. So, so when I approach someone who looks like they have it all together, I'm gonna do a little bit of hiding, and I'm gonna start, you know, keeping my my insecurities are gonna cause me to keep secrets, which in turn gonna cause me to lie, you know. So, mm. so it's it's one of those situations where I'm a lie because you look like you got it all together. I'm a lie because you don't look like you would understand what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm alive because I'm so insecure about my situation that if I share it with you, you're going to judge me. See what I'm saying? So that's where I think the, you know, the the lies and the, and the secrets and, you know, come comes in into play. Because you don't look like you you get it, you know. Like even even oftentimes we we'll lie to the past. Like you know we'll say no nah, we don't I don't live with him he come and see me, you know he be over here every morning or every Sunday at seven o'clock for church but you know he don't spend the night. I'm a lot of pastor because you know I don't think he understand if I say. Uh, yeah, he he spent the night. You 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 see what I mean? Right. So we like to we like to we like to just 
because of our own insecurities and, and our own assumptions, start, you know, living in secrets or, you know, living this lie because we we don't think that, that you're going you're gonna to understand where I'm going through, where I come from. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, that's the that's the illest part about this whole thing. You don't you think that your situation is isolated, and the reason why improvement doesn't come is because you're not talking about it. It's it's a secret. It's a lie. <laughs> you know what I mean? To to your point, I wanted to. Dyed my beard black. I dyed it black for the longest time. But under there, I was just as gray as ever. Mm-hmm. I wasn't lying to anybody. Hell, I'll tell you I dyed it. Yeah, exactly. That's the difference, right? Because you live in, you're still living, you're still living in your truth. So it's like, man, your beard look good. You know what you, what you put in it? What? You know what, man? You know, this is the color I use, and, you know, this is the product I use. As a matter of fact, here, let me go ahead and, you know, and, and break you off a little something, something. Use that and see what you think. You know what I'm saying? Like, you are, right. you're sharing that. But what you're doing when you're, when you share even that, you're, you're blessing somebody, you know, because right. you're, you're telling them, you know, you're telling them how you get your groom on, so to speak. So, so you're giving them another tool to make them a little more confident. But what I'm not telling you is that It's, I'm, I'm a private person. I don't tell you my secrets. <laughs> no, I'm too private for that. <laughs> I'm too private for that. But the fact of the matter is this. The moment you cannot dye your beard and still love yourself, the moment you can still relax your hair or wear your hair natural and still love yourself, you're starting to, to make some head headway. Mm-hmm. The moment you can go to somebody mm-hmm. and say, hey, look at here. Uh, I'm stuck right here. How how do I get to this next level? Or, or how did you do it? You know, mm-hmm. that's when that's when you're a real friend. Because they say a, a friend in need is a friend indeed. Mm, yes, it, yeah. it, it's not necessarily talking about handouts. It's right. not talking about money. It's not talking about hookups. It's just simply talking about a ear. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your tell me about your experiences, and even just the, the fact that you got over the joy that you have in telling me because you got over, that could help me out tremendously. That could change a lot. Mhm. Absolutely. But you don't want that. You don't want that. You want to. Lie your secret because you're insecure about yourself. That's why. That's what you don't want anybody to know. That's why you run around talking about I'm, I'm, I'm secret. It's a secret because you don't want anybody to know that you can't hold down a job, that you have a bad attitude, that you've been brainwashed by 
society versus being mm-hmm. brainwashed by the spirit mm-hmm. or spirit watch. Mm-hmm. You dig? That's that's right. what you don't want anybody to know. That you go to church every Sunday fronting. Are you still fronting? Hell, I'd rather you not go to church and be real than to go to church in front. Right. Right. I mean, even with that, is 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 one of those like like this, right? You you when you know how to share your struggles and not be ashamed of them, that's when God reached down and bless you. So while you sitting up here, while you sitting up here ashamed of the fact that you, you know, that you got a bad attitude and you can't keep a job, um, you know, or you you are hiding the fact that the jobs that you have, um, you know, you you haven't been able to keep because you haven't been able to 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 learn what you needed to learn in order to excel. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or whatever the case may be. When you start holding back on your struggles, God can't bless you. Like, how is God going to step in and bless you when you're not sharing your struggles? Because when you start to share your struggles, you start to see your situation different. Because it's something about when you say it out loud. You know, it's like, I haven't had any water today. When you say it out loud and you start reflecting, you're like, okay, well, what did I drink? You know, if I hadn't had any water, like, what did I drink? Like, why do I have this headache? And once you say it out loud, you become accountable for it. When you're accountable, you're faced with fixing it. So mm-hmm. now you gotta find a solution. So now that I have this headache and I've and I've verbalized the fact that I haven't had any water today, what I'm accountable right now to to drink my water because that's what my body needs. Um, so that I don't dehydrate. So, you know, when we start speaking our struggles and sharing our struggles and we start to say them out loud, um, I think, you know, God Convicts us in such a way to where now you gotta do something about it because now you just made, you know, you just made what you thought a reality. This is real, mm. so now you gotta fix it. You know what I mean? And I think that people right. hide behind their struggles simply because they don't want to fix it. Not only are they ashamed, or, um, you know, or 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 they they have insecurities um, about their struggle, but. They don't want to verbalize it because they don't want to fix it. They, for some, for whatever reason, um, they want to sit there and be, you know, still be in that type of bondage or still be in that struggle. I agree. I agree. I think that. You want me to come and do it for you. I just want me to come and do it for you. You you don't want 
to get an idea of, of, of how to do it. You want me to come do it? Mm-hmm. Right, so I and think that, you know, <clears throat> go ahead. I say that's the sad part because I can't live your life. Everything that you go through is, is part of your life. Life experiences, the ebb and flows of life, the ebbs and flows alone is life. And I think that you really, if you're not experiencing those things, you essentially are dead. You have no personality. Well, yeah, yeah, because you're not living life to the fullest. You're not, you're alive, but you're not living. So, you know what? When when you um, are in a situation and you're fortunate enough to have a friend, you have to be a friend back. So when you have a friend <clears throat> who trusts you enough or who believes in you enough to build you up when you come broken, then you can't be a friend of me. And compete with that friend. You can't be closed off. You can't be private. You know, it's okay for you to have insecurities because, you know, let's just face it, everybody has an insecurity of some sort. So it's okay for you to have insecurities. But if you are a friend, you need to be vulnerable and open enough to receive wise counsel from your friend they're willing to give because a friend like I'm your friend if I call you my friend then there's no end to my loyalty for you so when you are down you know I'm going to be there to help pick you up when you up I'm gonna lift you up some more, you know. When you when you when you buy your home, I'm gonna congratulate you and celebrate you. You know, even if I don't have what you have. When you when when you get married and I'm not even dating, I'm still gonna show up and be your bridesmaid. I'm still gonna throw you your you know like your engagement party or whatever. I'm I'm gonna celebrate you to the fullest because. If I call you my friend, then my loyalty doesn't stop. So if if someone thinks enough of you to be that for you, then at least in turn give them the same. You know, you may not be able to do or put in what they put in, but at least give them something back. I agree. That's that's the biggest part, right? So, as a, as a friend, when we when we established our friendship, neither one of us had a thing. All we had was our dreams. 
all we had was <laughs> fifth period science. That's all we had. And now that we've become adults and we've started adulting, and this is where the the the, the inventory come in, the, the evaluation of things come in. It's okay for us to grow apart. It it is okay. That doesn't mean I, I love you any less. That just means that we grew apart. That just means that some place somewhere in there, the communication between us fell off. That's that. And you don't have to because we was again friends in in, in high school, junior high school. We have to maintain our friendship as adults because, truthfully, in high school, we we hadn't gone through anything to really call ourselves friends. But now that we're adults, when I'm going through something, I don't need you to come and fix it. I need you to give me some wise counsel. I need you to uh, pray for me. I need you to say, you know what? It's going to be all right. You've done this before. Or this has happened before, and you came out on the other side. That's what friends do. Friends don't go and say, you know, well, yeah, you you, you, you know, you know. Wait a minute. I got a phone call on the other line. I'm going to call you back. Hey, man. They right. say that boy Juan going through it again. He going through it. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like, you want to celebrate the downfall as though there is a downfall, but what has just happened, God has did an inventory for me. He just removed you from my life. He used that situation to remove you from my life. And I appreciate God for that. And it was good. We had a good run, and now it's over. That's okay as well. I love me enough to let you go. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a, a some type of promotion or elevation coming on. Let's uh, take this time to introduce Pastor to the Good evening. Good evening. My brother, how are you? Oh, man, I am well. Thank you. Yourself? I am thankful, man. I'm thankful. I'm grateful. And, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm blessed. I don't always feel like it, but I know I am. So uh, I am blessed, man. But all is well. Good, good. No, tonight we're talking about friend or frenemy. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yes, sir. Well, when I got on, you were talking about, you know, uh, <clears throat> uh, when you're young, you haven't gone through anything. There's uh, two things about being a friend that, you know, I've learned, and uh, the Bible actually supports it. Uh, the first thing is every friendship is going to be tested. You you'll find out whether that you know friendship is genuine or not. You know, and you got to know that because uh, <clears throat> when you need them, you you like you said, you you don't always need them to come and fix it. You just need them to to to, to stand with you. You know, to keep you from uh, jumping over the edge or whatever. So every friendship is going to be um, tried. It's going to be tested. And and the other thing about the friendship is. You know, it, it is an honor to say that you have a friend. It shouldn't be taken lightly. But at the same time, uh, friendship is, is 
is like being a parent. It's a responsibility. It's a responsibility to be a friend. You know, if you're my friend, you you want the best for me. And when I hurt, you hurt. Whenever I'm not, you know, at my best or whenever I'm going through, you know, you feel that thing. And even though you may be doing okay, something, you know, and just to give you an example, uh, <clears throat> a few days ago, I don't even know what day it was, just I, I, I have no clue what day it was. I don't even know how we hooked up that day or whatever. And uh, you said something to me about, are you good? And uh, I don't know, I grumbled and complained about some things or whatever. And, uh, you know, my thing was I, was I was tired. I was frustrated. I was probably speaking out of frustration, but at the same time, it was sincere. And um, and then you said something, and whatever it was that you said made sense, but I ain't like it. And I ain't like it because it was true. You know, you don't always like truth. But what happened was I messed around and read the text probably two days later or a day later. I don't remember. And it spoke volumes. It it really it gave me a side of it that I hadn't thought about. You talked about, you know, just conversations on the road, basically. You made sense of it. And, you know, sometimes we want to do things a certain way, and when they're not done that way, we feel like it's not successful. But when you – you know, put that down there like that. I was like, you know what? First of all, something's better than nothing. And then also, you know, doing this on the road like this, you know, I got, we got each other's undivided attention. And and it was like, okay, I can, I can work with that. We can resolve some things that way. We can talk through some things. We can, you know, and so after I thought about that, I was like, you know what? This dude had my best interest at hand. He's all right, man. I, I, I think he really is my friend. And so that's what I'm talking <laughs> about right there. That's just a, a little thing, you know. And uh, But at the same time, you know, he didn't tell me what um, <clears throat> I wanted to hear. He told me what I, I needed to hear. He knew something was wrong with me. And even when I gave him an answer, you know, my answer was something about my kids. And uh, I left one out, and he said, what about this one? I'm like, well, dang, you know, he 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 going deep on me right here, or whatever. But it, I needed all of it, and so, you know, I'm two days away from doing what I got to do. I'm taking everything he said into consideration, and uh, you know, I'm a little calm about it, and I know God's gonna work it out for me. So, uh, in a nutshell, man, for me, uh, a friend is an, it's an honor to have a friend because everybody is not your friend, and uh, friendship is a is a is a it's a privilege, but it's a responsibility. I need my friends because when I'm going through, I don't always want to. I don't always want to call you. I don't always want to call somebody and say, "Hey, I'm going through." I don't really want to do that. But uh, you know, I found out a lot of times they'll call me or you know something like that, or they'll they'll say something and don't realize they're saying it, or just something, man. It's just something about that bond. The Bible says that a friend sticks closer than a brother. And whenever you you know as close to another person as you are your own flesh and blood, and sometimes even closer, that's amazing to me. That's amazing to me. So um, you you speaking Bible tonight? No, man. You know I ain't speaking no. I ain't speaking the Bible, man. All I'm simply <laughs> trying to do is <laughs> get, get you to understand from 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 experiences that you know we. We we give too much 
or not enough to the people we call friends. You know, sometimes we give too much because they're actually our friend of me. They've taken a position of opposition towards you, although y'all have a mutual relationship. Uh, unbeknownst to you, it's not the same interest. So when when you're dealing with with people that that's that's truly that you truly love, if we don't talk for verbally, you and I on the phone don't talk for six months. When we pick up the phone, it's like we spoke yesterday. It ain't gonna be about catching up. It ain't gonna be about you know the new music or the new shoes or or anything. It's gonna be just like we talked yesterday. That's because the connection is true, the love, the, the, the I want to say the spiritual connection, but all that is, is right there. So, no, I won't have to know your situation in detail for me to give you some unsolicited advice. You follow me? Why? Yes, sir. That's the same thing. That's the same thing I would do. It's the exact same thing I would do. Let's take this time. We have a caller, 1003. Good evening. Good evening. Welcome. Tonight we're talking about friends or frenemies. Well, Pastor, Ms. Quick was speaking, and she was giving some examples of um, a friend of me situation, and she mm-hmm. even made mention that sometimes her friend of me is actually family. Of course. <laughs> of course. So is that, could that be one of the situations where your friend is supposed to be Closer than your brother? Well, it depends on how you're looking at it. I, I think the, 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 the reason that she's, she's saying that, I mean, I want you to think about, you know, you don't expect family to um, to turn on you. You don't expect them to mean you harm. You, you, don't, you, you just don't expect that. And spiritually speaking, um, oftentimes, you know, when the when the enemy wants to get to you, he'll use some of the closest people to you because they have access to you. They he he'll use them to get to you because you think about it, you can't get rid of family. You cannot get rid of them rascals. They are family forever. So even if you get mad at them, they still got access to you. They know uh, oftentimes you're good, you're bad, you're ugly, and a lot of times they're just guessing at it. You know, to be honest with you, quick, I'm gonna be this. This is this this does it's not going to sound good, but if I didn't have any family, I wouldn't have any enemies, and that's just being real. Mm. If I didn't have family, I wouldn't have enemies. I just wouldn't. That's where the majority of my opposition comes from. That's what drives my stress level 
through the roof. That's that's who makes me want to fight and cuss. That's when you have to cut me down off the, you know, off that off of that cliff, man. Because uh, friends, that's that's they just have immediate access to you, and um, they can turn to an enemy right because they 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 got an idea of what you should be doing or what you haven't done or you know they'll pick out everything. You know, uh, I got a family a lot of times. And I get excluded, and um, and 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 I guess they figure it's for good reason. I'm 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 on the outside looking in. When I find out, you know, um, that something's done, the house is already burned down by the time I get the phone call, you know. So uh, they they exclude me, and and whether that's um, because they dislike me, I can't necessarily say that, but they just they just they exclude me. You know, I'm left out. Uh, or whatever, and it bothers me. You know, it really, really, uh, it really gets to me. So, yeah, you know, when you start talking about frenemies, okay, the first part of that, uh, you know, is uh, is is the word friend. That's family right there, man. That is that is family right there. But um, I don't know, man. <laughs> That's just the way it is for me, though. That's the way it is for and me. Now, also, Miss Quick made mention of how. As as a friend, I'm sorry, Miss Quick. Go ahead. Cause I don't want to put words in my mouth, but you were speaking on as a friend instead of calling me, trying to uh, instead of asking about my experiences, you trying to sketch my blueprint. Mm. Uh, I I think what I was saying uh, with that was along the lines of, you know, your friend. Will 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 call and and get and seek advice, you know, and talk about your experiences, so that um, probably so that they can understand what you've been through a little bit better, um, and and if if they have that same situation arise, then they value they would value your input, um, a frenemy. Ask is is like question and answer session, so they can, you know, like like I was say, copy the blueprint, or so that they could essentially uh, compete or compare their life to yours, and and try to um, get where you are, but not understand where you've been. <laughs> And that's the part that's the scariest for me because we, if you knew I've, I, you per se, you know the life I've lived, you know, I made no secret about it. Instead of, instead of going and say, well, well, quick did this or one did that, bro, how did this happen? How did this work out for you? Especially knowing that I've made it on the other side. You know what I mean? It's not a secret. I'm not going to lie to you. We we also was talking about the difference between privacy and secrecy. <laughs> the, the, the secret the secret is what 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 lies lie. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't I don't I don't have a secret. I'm not I'm not worried about your your views of me or who I was especially if you know who I am. But our friend, 
they try to hold on to who we were, and now that transition has changed, it's like oh, she thinks he's better than me. Well, he thinks he all that because he got his, you know, he got his little wife and and, and she all pretty and stuff. You, you see what I mean? Like that's not what a friend's supposed to do. A friend's supposed to say, okay, well, I got a sister now. You know what I mean? Hey, sis, you need anything, you let me know. One, I'm at you, man. Enjoy. I'm happy for you. And keep it moving. That's that's not where we're at right now. That's not where we're at. We're at the point where it's all about the hate. If it's not you, I'm hating. Oh, you got a house? As though this is the only one they built. I'm hating because you got a house. I'm not trying to get me a house. I'm hating because you got a house. We even talked about how they upset or they hate on your ideas, meaning your idea of marriage. Although you follow the, the word and how it's supposed to be, they, they hate on that part. But then they're not asking how you got there. You know, well, what did you do to get to Atlanta? I, I, I talked to God. I asked God to lead me. I asked God to guide me. And here we are. They're not, they not doing that. they just trying to relocate. I'm going to find me a job in Atlanta let that be what it is. And I'm just going to pick up everybody and come on and the hell what they think or what they got going on. No, so no, no, you ask, missed So promotion. can I ask you a question? Do, do, does it bother you that you can't share your success? In other words, that, you know, you're being, in essence, judged. Uh, you free, you, you know, you're, you're the type of dude that, that you know, you want to bring others along with you. You want to share knowledge, wisdom, and all of that. So when they don't ask for that, when they, they're not wanting that, when they, uh, you know, um, got a hidden agenda or whatever, like you said, want to want to duplicate what you're doing, but they don't want to know how to get it done. Does it bother you that you can't pass down whatever to uh, to family, to old friends? To, does that bother you? No, man, because remember now, I, I understand the difference between kinfolk and skinfolk, you dig? So yes, I'm going to pass along the ones with the right mindset, with the mindset that can handle it, with the one that's going to come and ask. You know what I mean? Hey, bro. You know, I see you doing your thing, man. How did you do this? First thing I'm gonna say is, bro, look here. <laughs> let, let's before we get here, let's talk about what we was. So that way you can see the transition, and then you can say, well, how did you make that transition? Well, you know, I talked to God. You, you follow me? And okay. everything else is a result of talking to God and following the directions. Everything else is a result of that. So no. It, it don't it don't do me because remember, like I said earlier, God did me a favor by removing you, by putting me in this position to show me that you're not my friend. Hmm. Now he did he did tell me how to speak in the land of dry bones, but he ain't telling me I had to come talk to you, bro. <laughs> see, see that. So my next question is, <laughs> okay, those 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 that are being left behind, the ones that you've been removed from. What 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 are you doing for them? What 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 
you know, the ones that won't listen. You know, like you said, skin folk and kin folk, I got that. Privacy and secrecy, I got that. So what what happens with, you know, because you got to think about now, God leaves nobody behind. And if they want to stay, that's a whole different story. Absolutely. But, so what do you do for them? See, the, you got to remember, I'm, I haven't elevated myself. People haven't elevated me, right? I'm still accessible. So the moment you come and ask me, I'm still going to talk to you. But I'm not going out my way of breaking my neck trying to teach you and preach to you. you. You dig? So the moment you come to me and say, hey, bro, you know what, man? It's been a while since we rap, man. Let's chop it. And then we can talk. But I'm not going to go out my way to come and try to drag you along. That's like trying to pull a mule, bro. I just told you how country I was, huh? That's like trying to pull yeah, a mule, man. We already knew that, man. <laughs> but, 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 but but again, how many people out there right now, honestly, they're holding on to um, uh, something that's dead? They're, they're trying to pump life, and that that's where the family aspect of it comes in because you know you still you feel obligated. I got to bring along, you know, cousin Day Day. I got to I got to do that. No, you don't have to do that. You know. Now again. Um, you know, I don't, I'm not doing my best to try to not forget anybody, but I'm just saying how many people out there right now are hindering themselves trying to help somebody else that don't want to be helped? They don't they want to be want, helped. I, I can't want more to you than you do. I can't want more for you than you do. But, but what there are a lot of people for? out there, though. Right. That's a lot what, of people. That's, what I, that's the ones that I'm I'm concerned about right now. What about that person that's out there that, okay, you you have um, this ability to 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 just cut bait and run. You have you have the ability to just say, look, you don't want it, I'm out. But you know, some people feel obligated to say, I got to do this for you. I gotta, you know, I gotta I gotta help them out. You know, you're you're my thorn in the flesh. I gotta keep doing this. I gotta keep doing. This. What about that person? What do we do for them? We gonna pray for them. If that's all we can do, we got to put it in God's hair. In case I have a guy, I had a guy, two guys, I'm telling you, two, two examples. One guy was like, I want to cut hair. I'm like, all right, cool. Have you ever cut hair before? Well, you know, here and there, you know. All right, cool. I'll teach you how to cut hair. This is all that's required of you. Come to work. Let me teach you to cut hair. Get your tool, have your tools. All right, cool. Guy lasted two weeks. Cool. Another guy came along through the introduction to somebody else. Yeah, he used to cut hair in college, you know, we'll go the third, but let's shop it. So we sat down and we had a conversation. I told him what it was. Dude was there every day. He brought his family. He everything he had to do, he was right there. Now he has moved along and he, he has opened up his own shop. From my apprentice wow. to a master barber. Wow. You follow me? So I, I, he did, all I did was be in the same place, be accessible. I was there. I did, I held up my end. As long as you're here, I'll teach you. I did that. So I did the that. other guy, did, did you, uh, is, is that a, a failure of yours? Do you think about him? Are you concerned about him? What happens with him? No. What happened to him? He got off the bus. 
He got off. I didn't kick him off. I didn't push him off. He got off. But the funny thing about that bus is it's still there. Wow. Still there. So he's so you he's still one phone call. So you you still one phone call away. I'm always one phone call away. I've never That's... been the same fifteen years. <laughs> okay, I got you. That's the best. That's the best I can do. I can't want for you more than you do. I can't. How many people? How many people? And especially, and I'm not. I'm not trying to be, you know, a bigot or anything like that. I'm not trying to be chauvinistic. I'm not trying to be any of those things. But how many times? And I, I you know what? I'll, I'll just bear my soul. Um, you know, for a long time. Uh, it didn't matter what I did wrong. I mean, literally, it didn't matter what I did wrong. Um, my grandmother was going to be there for me. She she was going. I was a boat anchor basically. Now I wasn't a, a flat out hellion, but I, you know, I wasn't exactly doing the right thing. But it didn't matter what it was. She was going to be there. She was going to pull me out, pull me through. You know, she would tell me, you know, you need to. Go to church. You need to see the Lord, and, and you know all the things you're supposed to. Say. But she kept doing it. And here's the thing: I didn't realize it, but as long as she uh, did for me, I would not do for myself. And she mm. had people telling her, you know, you need to let him go. You need to cut him off. You need to this. You need to that. Now she didn't do it for her own reasons. I, I I don't know why she didn't do it. But what she did do one day, instead of telling me to go to church and this that. She just stopped and she just said, "Let me talk to you." She said, "You know something? Said God's got something for you to do." And she said, "You're so busy doing everything else that you can't hear what God is saying." She said, "Now all I'm gonna say is this: I love you, but it's time for you to do what the Lord is calling you to do." Now, you know, I'm young. I don't know what she's talking about or whatever, whatever. And she's dead and gone, and you know, was still doing for me even when she she passed away. But. In a strange kind of way, because she didn't give up on me, I finally got the message, if that makes any sense. And that's why I was asking you, what about the guy that didn't take your advice? You know, there are a lot of women out there. They'll put up with their children. They'll put up with their in-laws. They'll put up with coworkers. They just, they'll suck it up because they're naturally nurturers. You know what I mean? They're nurturers. Whereas you, you're the kind of guy that's like, okay, you don't want it. It is what it is. I'm going on with my life, you know. But there's some women, you know, and probably some guys that that just can't let go, man. Just just can't let go, and they'll drain. See, you them. told part of my story. You told part of my story, but you you kind of flipped it at the end. I kind of got excited. I thought you were talking about me, but you flipped it at the end. <laughs> act, act, Miss Quick on the line right now. She, you know, she don't mind calling me out. My grandmother the same way. I can call right wow. now and be like, Ma, listen, I need a hundred grand. She'd be like, What account you need me to put in there? Right? It'll be there tomorrow. It's quick if you if I'm lying, call it out. Look, to this listen, day. I know part of that myself. To this day. Wow. To this day. Now, my my boy can't do no wrong. He may do wrong, but if it's gonna keep money money gonna keep him on the ground, he'll never fly. That type of right. So it was up to me. It was up to me. 
Listen, I got pulled over one time. Car dirty. I'm dirty. Police cop pulled me out the talk, got me out the car, brought me information. In front of the police, I'm lacing up my shoes, my sneakers. Mm-hmm. You know what that means, right? Yes, sir. Catch me if you can. I told you I'm like the gingerbread man. Off to the races. <laughs> get up in a, in a secure spot. Get on the horn and call my grandma. Ma, I need you to meet me on the other side of the water. I'm about to hit the water. You know, the crackers are behind me. You know, who was on the third? I called. She was like, all right. Call me when you get there. I called her back. I said, Barn, no, nah, I'm, I'm about to go see you. You know, I don't run from nobody. You dig? And she's like, all right, well, call me. Hung up the phone, went to the police, told them, hey, y'all looking for me. To this day, again, I tell you, my boy can't do no wrong. So it was up to me. It was up to me to break away from that, to say, you know what? I got to stand on my own. Stand on my own, not stand on my own block, not stand on my own corner, moving my own product. No. Stand on my own as a man. Earn my own key. Earn my key. The same model that I had before, I apply it to the business. Now it's a business. Different product. Same hustle. Same business model. You follow me? Mm. But still, now it's even more heightened because I see you doing for yourself. Everybody may fall short sometimes. I see you doing for yourself. So now, if I call, it's a shoo-in. I don't call, and she kind of get mad at me for not calling, but because you're doing for yourself, I'm more inclined to help you that you're doing for yourself versus taking care of you as though you're still my boy. I'm helping you as a man versus taking care of you as my boy. Did that give you any clarity? Yeah, unfortunately it did, man, and 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 brought about more questions. But you know, I'll I'll pull back for the for a second and had thought of something major, 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 major. But we got you know, um, there's a lot of stories out there like that where we there's a lot of grandmothers like yours, like mine, that will you know. Um, Find no fault. They're going to be there. And, um, you know, I, I'm in the end, I can say it, it, it benefited me. But, um, Absolutely. you know, so I, I can say that. But what about that person that it cripples, that it absolutely cripples that, you know, um, <laughs> you know, there's just some that is, and I don't want to talk about my family, man, because, you know, y'all ain't going to be hating on my family. But, uh, <laughs> you know, um, I, you know, part of my family, they, they love each other. They really love each other. God knows they do. And I can't do any wrong. Family is family. I got that and everything. But sometimes I see, for instance, in my own mom, you know, she has brothers. And uh, I see that no matter it don't matter what they do, She's gonna be there, but what I'm, what I'm saying, seeing is it's taking a toll on her, if that makes any sense, you know. Yeah. And 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 what I think she's tried to do, 
was take on a responsibility that was never hers. You know, she needs mm-hmm. to understand, in my opinion, that um, she's sister, not mother. You know, we got to stay in our place, man. There's a place God ordained for us to be in people's lives, and we got to we got to operate right there. And so when I step out, you know, when I step up and I try to be um, my boys, my, my boys, when I step up and try to just be their friend instead of being their father, I'm doing them a disservice. Mm-hmm. I'm doing them a total disservice, and eventually it's going to hurt either them or hate or hurt me because I'm supposed to be, you know, the preview to their movie. I'm supposed to be their model. I'm supposed to be the one that yank a knot in them, and I'm also supposed to be the one that points them in the right direction and makes sure that they get there. Absolutely. But when I want to become Absolutely. their friend and we, you know, we, we go into the club together, we, you know, uh, out there moving product together, and now I'm doing them a disservice then. And I think a lot of Absolutely. that's going on, you know, um, in the world now. We're trying to be a friend, but we're not supposed to be a friend to that person. And we're becoming a frenemy in a sense because we're hurting them more than helping them. You know, I got people right now that literally uh, are drinking with their children. They they literally drink alcohol with their children, and they're doing it out of friendship. They want to they want to meet them where they are. No, I can't do that with you. I I can't I can't do it with you. Now look here, man. Let me give you this, man. Um, first off. Think about the, the the older woman, right? You was, you was mentioning your mom and her brothers. Well, mm-hmm. a lot of times the, the older women, they had to take care of the men. That's what they knew. They knew to take care of the men. Maybe they came back from Vietnam and they was a little, you know, different. Um, or even before then, when when you were talking about, you know, it was, it was time of slavery, when the women folk had to take care of, the men, period, because they was kind of put, they was revered higher than the man. You follow me? So maybe that's the mindset that it's still, I still got to take care of the man versus letting the man be just that. Now, you talking about friends and, and parents? Oh, now that's a whole nother line. Miss Quick have never crossed, he won't cross that. I won't cross that. Meaning, she will always be their mother. Why you say that? Because there's plenty of times I say, you know what? It's gonna be times that I cut him off. You still gonna be the one that's gonna. He go call you, my. I need two hundred dollars. You know, she go duck off and get it to him. It's gonna be in the mailbox. Come go by and get it when your daddy sleep. That's what she'll do <laughs> because that's her son, and I and I never overstep that. I put down my position, but I would never stop you from taking care of your son, right? But as a friend, my, you know, uh, I need some money to go buy a bottle so we can sit around and drink. Oh, nah, foot down, won't happen. Why? Because <laughs> number one, have sitting out in the cut, smoking a joint, and my mama roll up. My mother they who who pushed me out her her her, her pleasure too, bro. My mother. I'm smoking. I'm like, oh shoot! I put it down. Say no. She said, let me hit that. What? She hit it. 
and I, and pass it back to me. I say, nah, you go ahead. I say, I respect you too much to smoke with you. What? Wait, wait. She said that to you, or you said that to her. Did she say I respect you too much? No, you said I you told respect her, her too much. I told her that I respect her too much to do it. Regardless, she was using drugs at the time. Regardless right. of the situation that you're in, I still respect you as my mother, and I respect you too much. Regardless of what I did in the streets, how I did it, how much I did it, whatever, you still my mother, and I respect you too much. Wow. 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 In fact, okay, my mother have never seen none of my product because I respect her too much. Because I respect myself. I can't respect somebody else if I don't respect myself. You follow me? So why I've never there? sold drugs to a woman or a child. Why? Because I respect myself. That's the start. Quick, you're telling me that even on the corner you had standards, you had morals. Of course. Man, of course. I have never I have never heard that in my life because the majority of people, and I don't know everybody, but the majority of people that I know, it's about pushing the product. It's not about anything else. So you're telling me you were out there and some mother comes by with the kid or whatever, how, how are you going to turn them down? How, how did you, what, I mean, what did you do? How did you do that? And why did you do that? I wasn't, I wasn't a fan of money. I wasn't a friend of money. I had money. I made money. You dig? So I don't go out and, and, and got to go sell myself for a dollar or 10. You, you follow me? I didn't. Even to this day, I don't. So I'm not going to go and, and lower my standards, lower my morals, my principles, my values. Bad enough, I'm destroying the community. Hell, they don't took all the men out of the house, so now I'm going to destroy the women too? Mm. No, we got to draw the line somewhere, bro. We got to draw the line somewhere. When somebody comes and sit in your chair, even now, and a young guy, and he wants this whatever cut, whatever cut, do you just give them what they ask for, or do you question their motive as to why they want it? I wish my son was on the line. My son witnessed this. And, or Miss Quick, she, she can tell you because he told her. I talked to a guy out of a mohawk for 20 minutes. It took me longer to talk him out of it than to cut it. I talked him out of it, and he do, he started doing this thing, and everything he said, I'm telling him what he going to say. Bro, you go see this, and now you go see this, and now you go see it. He's like, dang, how you know, bro, because I've been down this road. Do not get this mohawk. Spotlight on you, you putting a target on your back. You better as well go on and put the handcuffs on you. No said, no soon as I said, so said, so done. Within two weeks later, he was locked up. I was. I told his dad, like almost in tears. I told his father. I said, "Bro, I just told him. I begged him not to get this this haircut. I begged him." He said, "Well, you tried. 
Sometimes all you can do is what you can do. See, Quick, that's why I'm trying to get you to understand that it's not just, you know, something I'm saying. You know, every pulpit is not in a church. And, you know, <laughs> business is business. You got all these guys looking up to you. You got all these guys that work underneath you or with you, however you want to call it, or whatever. And and you're concerned about thing other than the money. There's something driving you, brother. There's something that 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 that's telling you that you, you I, I, Miss Quick. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can't just come to this guy and get a haircut. He wants to tell you about a business. You can't come to this guy and just get anything put in your head. He wants you to understand. You know, he began to talk something. I got two old. Matter of fact, I got three boys, obviously, and uh, and uh, all three of them are wearing beards now. All three of them. All every every last one of them. And uh, oh, sure. you know, the hardest part was getting them to understand, listen, that's going to be a, it's itching, it's bumping up and all that. Look, if you want this, you got to be willing to go through this. you got to be willing to go through this. you you got to be willing. And then once you get to the other side, there's something else you need to understand. My oldest son decided, you know what, I'm going for it. He went for it, and his stuff is thick. He out there. He, he, he mountain man now. He, he got this thing, you know. And he, but he understands, and all I wanted him to do was understand. Listen, uh, there's a responsibility that comes with the look. It, 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 mm-hmm. It's something that unfortunately black men have to understand. You have to understand when you wear a certain color, when you the way you present yourself, it says something. You know, sometimes women see a certain thing. Sometimes you know the opposite race sees something different. The cops see something different. If you're gonna wear that. You need to understand that. Well, I spoke to my oldest son about it. He pretty much got it, you know. Now, my middle son, he has trouble growing the beard. He he can't get it, but he's finally getting it to come out there a little bit. And I never had to have that. My conversation with him was that you got to go through this rough stage, this, 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 this tough stage. But as soon as Quick saw it, I don't know, one day or one night, whatever, he, he saw it, and, and he told him, he said, you know, there's a responsibility that comes along with that. If you're gonna look like a man, you gotta carry yourself. And he's just going in on him and telling him all about this. And my son's looking around like, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir. And the reason that I'm saying this is because, okay, here I am, a pastor in a pulpit, and that's the type of conversations that I have to have with people. This brother's inside of a barber shop or whatever he's doing or whatever, and he's giving the same message. Wait, do you see what I'm saying, man? I mean, we're not speaking something different. Maybe I'm throwing a scripture with mine, but we're speaking the same thing. We're still speaking life. Well, somebody has to. Somebody has to. Remember, I prefaced everything with about my previous lifestyle. I did, I did a lot of detriment to the community. I, I didn't kill it. It was on life support. I didn't quite kill it. So now it's time for me to rebuild. It is time for me to speak life. It is time for me to teach. Everything I went through, if you're a friend, you're calling me about my experience. You you don't want the blueprint. You want the experience. You still got to go through yours, but you're going to add the lessons and the knowledge that somebody else has. That's where the wisdom comes, when you learn from someone else. Miss Quick, my wife, love her dearly. She still, she still 
teaches me through her experiences. She do things different than I do, but she still teach me. And sometimes I got to double back and say, you know what? <laughs> Ooh, I got the bag, but oh, if I would have <laughs> did this, well, it would have been a little different. But it didn't come, truthfully, until we realized that only way it's going to happen is if we move together. Because when we move together, we got God with us. That's right. It's the same That's thing. The only way. It's the mm-hmm. it's the same thing when you're in the community. If we're gonna line up and be unified, God is right there. But we all gotta have the same mission. My mission isn't to see your detriment and then turn around and go broadcast it. My mission is if you fall or if you're failing, to help you up and try to prevent it or you the damage control. As your brother, now we now we move forward, and when we see somebody else along the way, we do the same thing. But guess what? Now that has has in turn bartered for loyalty. It has bartered for respect. Miss Miss Quick, are you still on here? I'm here. I got a question for you. As a, as a mother, if you were to take your sons to a shop to get a cut and you know your son has asked for a certain whatever whatever you're a single mother and you ask you know you've given him the approval to get it done or whatever and he sits down in in this man's chair and this man not I'm not going to say he talks him out of it but he begins to educate him with, as a as a as a mother are you offended by it or do you appreciate it Now, I'm a little bit different because, you know, um, he and I sort of cut from the same cloth. So I I personally um, mm-hmm. would appreciate it. You know, just, okay. just the other day, I, I took our boys to the shop. And our oldest, I mean, his hair on the top was longer than mine. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, and I've been telling him, you know, you need to you need to pick your hair, pick your hair. And in months and months and months, he's been he's just been growing it. And uh, so I got to the shop and pick it from the root. But when it get to that end, boy, you couldn't pull that pick through. And and I I made him cut it off. I you know cut what you can't comb. And you know, um, on the way home, he says, "What am I gonna? I, I have a question. So what what am I gonna?" be able to get the haircut that I want. And I looked at him and I said, when you are responsible enough to take care of it, not pick it when you want to pick it, not mm-hmm. comb it when you want to comb it, you know, but every day, every day you get up, you take care of your hygiene, you do your hair. I said, because just like you told your boys, there's a responsibility that comes with that, with having hair. And uh, so he went on and he talked about being older. And, you know, he's like, well, I, I wanted to try and get dressed by the time I graduated high school. So I was trying to let it grow as much as I could. And I looked at him and I laughed. I said, son, when you, if, you ready to, if you think you're going to be ready to wear dreadlocks, you be ready to, to, to pay whatever consequence comes with wearing dreadlocks. Profiling, mm-hmm. 
um, and everything else because there's a certain consequence that comes with certain looks, period. You Somebody look at you and see dreadlocks, they, they don't see a businessman. They don't see a child. They don't see, you know, they see what the media and the system has brainwashed us to see. They see thugs. They see criminals. You know, they don't see anything good. And that's just a correlation. And unfortunately, that's, that's just a part of being black. But in that same sentence where, you know, where my husband is talking about her haircut, I'm in the background clapping. Yep. <laughs> Good. I tried to tell him, mm-hmm. but I had to, you know, it's like I had to cave in and let him try it because, you know, at some point we have to, we have to let them live their life. You know what I mean? And so I told him straight up, I said, look, whenever you're ready to pay those consequences, whatever come with having those type of hairstyles, then you can do it when you're out of my house. I said, I'm just not willing to risk your life. I'm not willing to risk your life for a haircut or for anything else. So so while you're in my household, you know, you're going to have to do what I say do. And when you want to take those chances, you got to be a grown man and be out on your own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Pastor, watch this. He went to her. He, he didn't talk to me about it, right? Because when he was in the chair, when he was in the chair, he says, "Dad, when you was young, did you have long hair?" I said, "Hell no, long hair for women." That's what I was. That was what I, that was. That was the the conversation we had, you know, as a kid with the, with the right. older. You know, I was raised with my grandparents, so that's what it was right there. Right. I tried to go a month without a haircut at the top, you know, growing the top out. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. I had mm. waves all my life. Nah, I'm I'm good. I'm I cannot be anyone else. Who are you trying to be? Why do you want dreads? Because you want to look at something other than suburban? Son, you suburban. You are raised in an affluent area. That's mm. that. So at that moment when that kid is in your chair, you're being are you being a friend to him or are you being a friend to his mom? Who who you are uh, to society? Who who are you being a friend to? Because I'm being a friend to the com- to the community. I'm being a friend to the okay. community. I don't have loyalty to him. I don't have loyalty to his mom. But because I'm loyal to the community and a friend to the community, I'm in turn saving him and saving his mom head heartache. Because again, the the hair can people will see. Unfortunately, they'll see your, uh, you know, your ignorance instead of your intelligence. You know, you, mm-hmm. you might be the you know, you may be the sharpest, you know, tool in the drawer, but that hair, unfortunately, says otherwise. And um, uh, yeah, absolutely right. Hmm. But watch, watch this, Pastor. This quick. Have a client. He is in law school right now. Law school on his post degree. He's getting ready to take the LSAT. 
right, mm-hmm. for it to be barred. He is interning. He's in D.C. now, going to school. The entire time he was he was here doing his undergrad, his father would come in, tell him how to get a haircut. This kid is is, is grown, driving BMW the whole time. Him and his dad coming to his dad still tell me get a, how to get his haircut. He says, I'm going to grow the top. He says, I'm going to cut the, just cut the sides. Don't touch the top. Just like these kids, cut the sides, don't touch the top. And he kept saying, he said, son, he said, you, you, you're going to school to be a lawyer. When you go into someone's courtroom, you have to look the part. And he was, his argument was that they should go by my appearance. They should go by my intelligence. Well, that's, that's, that's true in a perfect world. And unfortunately, we don't live in a perfect world. In fact, we don't even live in a spirit-guided world. The reason why I say right. it like that, because you're not looking at the, the, the God enemy. You're looking at who I am or what I am, and that's a black man with dreads. You don't know that I'm a lawyer. You don't know how how, uh, how articulate my son is. You don't know that, that he's, you know, to, 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 to my knowledge, ever committed a crime or broken a law or violated the rules. You don't know this. But when you see him come about, one, you're already threatened because he's a black man. He's articulate. So that's another issue. He's intelligent for his level. It's also another strike. These are these aren't things that, that nowadays that they promote you for. These are strikes. Mm. They're strikes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So when you talk about the friend and the friend of me or whatever, when we don't um Give share our truth when we don't walk in our gifting, our anointing, whatever you want to call it, or whatever. We're not a friend. Listen to this, even to God, because God gave you that wisdom. Yeah. He gave you that gifting. He gave you that experience. Allowed you to have that experience. Now you're obligated to go, and that's what the Bible said. It said that we're supposed to be a light, you know. And when we are a light, man. He said, this is what he said, let your light shine. He didn't say make it shine. You're supposed to let it shine. You're supposed to be able to share with somebody to keep them from falling in that hole. You've been there, you know. And so mm-hmm. uh, the reason I brought all this up, man, is because it, it comes full circle because the Bible talks about being a friend of God. I mean, you're not supposed to betray a friend, you know. In other words, the, when my when, when I, you know, a few years ago when I dropped my son off to you, or whatever, I didn't worry about him because I knew that, um, you know, the, the, the truth that I was telling him, that whatever y'all were talking about, you were going to share that truth with him. I knew that. I, I didn't have any doubt uh, about that, you know. And uh, unfortunately, when God put us in these positions, man, we're supposed to be the same way. We're supposed to be able to tell folk uh, exactly, in essence, what God would say in our own way. So mm-hmm. for you to for you to um, really lose money because if you're spending, you know, 30 minutes on the cut, but then 30 minutes on the conversation, you just lost money right there. But that's what 
I think that's 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 part of the success right there. If you are a friend of God, man, then guess what? I'm not going to disappoint God. I'm going to represent him in everything that I do. I'm going to not only um, do everything decent and in order, but I'm going to share my wisdom when it's necessary uh, whenever the opportunity presents itself. Because that young buck that comes in there uh, may not have a father like that, that uh, lawyer had that's still telling him, look, you do this, you do that. It may be a single mother that's coming in there that's trying to convince that hard-headed boy, but he won't listen to her. But when you tell him as a man, when you give him, you know, the real uh, about it, oftentimes that can turn a kid around. And see, man, that's what is what's, what, what is eating me about this friend thing. A friend is not always just somebody you spent an eternity with. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to be Absolutely. a friend to somebody that's not even friendly to you. You don't even know, mm-hmm. them, but you know you're still obligated to to be that friend to them, man. You know to give them truth, man. You never know, man, what a kind word. Well, I, you probably know by now, but a kind word, what that will do for somebody that's having a bad day. You know, you oh, you, you just be amazed, man. Oh man, you said something you right there. Show yourself friendly. That's that's my in my eyes, and Miss Miss Cook will tell you, I'll tell you I'm the most I'm unfriendly. I'll tell you that to my knowledge. But when you when when sometimes, you know, uh boys they know how to manipulate parents, right? But they don't try to manipulate a stranger, or they don't try to manipulate a friend, right? right? So, right. so as long as mommy in there, you know, it's like, you know, it's, it's a different thing. So she may say, you know, you should cut it off, you should cut it off, and all this kind of stuff. And he like, nah, you know, it's that twenty third. I'm gonna do this. And so I sit back and I listen to this change. I, I say, mom, I'm going to go to public. Going to do what you got to do. I got it. By the time she come back, she see the haircut that she was describing. Well, why is that? Because now I'm I, man to man, you look like me. Or when you grow up, you're going to be like me as a, as a man, as a black man. I'm telling you the real experiences of a black man. But again, you were talking about the money. Remember, Way back when, when I started doing I, I had morals and principles and values, and it's the same today. So I'm not concerned about the money, even though the money comes and it comes fast, and Ms. Quick will tell you, you know, she's never wanted for anything. It's only because of my commitment to do God's work in the community. Exactly. Which, exactly. again, save this young man and save his parents' heartache. Mm. He, I think he probably. I, I'm not gonna say he give away as many haircuts as, as, you know, as he get paid for. But, but he gives away haircuts left and right. I mean, every week, every day, you know, I there's someone who has received a service and and walked out of there with the same amount of money they came in with. Every day. Wow. But see, that's how you know God has has put his hand on you. He's put his favor on you. 
and that's why you'll never go lacking for uh, for anything, man. I, I guess I was, you know, for people that's listening, I, I wanted them to understand, you know, the, the, the responsibility of being a friend. But, uh, you know, it comes with, you know, when you're a friend, you that means you're going to have to give. You're going to have to, um, you know, everything is just not business. It's not, you know, it's just not business as, as usual. It, it's a it's a responsibility. It really is. And uh, we could save a lot of lives and a lot of heartache if we would, um, as the Bible said, show ourselves friendly. If we would share what we have, share our knowledge, our wisdom, if we would let our light shine, man, um, no matter where we are. Uh, it would make a whole, it would make life so much better. So much better, man. So um, I'm proud of you, brother. I'm glad you're doing what you're doing, man. Don't stop that. Don't stop that. No, you know, if I, mm, mm, mm. I, I, I can't stop, my brother. I, I really can't. Um, the gas is the gas is still in me, man, and and it's not a blue flame. It's a constant heat. You dig? The reason why mm-hmm. I say it like that because it's it's everyday. You know, so it's everyday success. Not everyday struggle, but everyday success. Um, and when you do things like that, and people see, they start to um simulate. They start to pass along, they start to pay it forward. God says, I tell a guy, I say, listen, grew up in this community, this is what I'm thinking about doing. This is that twenty third, he said, Good, bro. He said, I grew up the same way. He said, If you need anything, you let me know. All right, cool. Today he hit me up, he said, Bro, I was only able to schedule three. But I got a fourth one that needs it, bro. I need a favor. I got you. That's how it works. Yeah. But it's not that you're talking to me. You're talking to me, but you're talking to the, to my spirit. You follow me? When the spirit moves, it has it doesn't have the same accountability of time as men have. You got an hour, let's see, hour, hour and a half, hour, 45 minutes block. But you need four haircuts done. That's that's easily two hours, two and a half hours, or two hours fifteen minutes. But when the spirits start moving and you start having those conversations, time fly by, and I had ten minutes to spare. <laughs> because it was it was a spirit. I can't I cannot I refuse to take credit for for that. You know I'm a man. I don't need credit. It was all God, bro. Listen, I I I I believe it, every bit of it. I believe it. I know it. And and um, you know, to be honest with you, the things that I you know, I always try to make sure that you understand, man, that you're doing a work. Just people think the only calling is a call to preach in a pulpit. That's that's just a call. We've all been called, man, to live right. We've been all been called to help other people and all that. And, and you know, you're doing it out there. And, um, you know, sometimes I wonder, you know, did I miss mine? Because, uh, and it's not about being jealous or anything. I'm proud of you, man, and thankful for you. Uh, Thank you. But that's what a real work is. You know what I mean? That's that's what the work is. Because a lot of times people, you know, we feel as though 
I got it. So it's hard for pastor to tell anybody anything. They don't want to hear uh, truth. They want to hear something to give them relief. And, um, you know, so it gets hard from time to time. So, uh, you know, I'm interested in what you're doing. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed at what you're doing. I'm thankful for what you're doing, man, because it's, it's really genuinely making a difference. It really is. So don't stop doing that, man, because, again, when you start talking about uh, being a friend, what we've talked about tonight is um, is more real than our understanding oftentimes in the church because they think a friend is somebody that you've known for years. And, you know, even the Bible asks a question. One time he said, who, who is your neighbor? You know, the person who lives beside you? Who is your neighbor? And 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 Jesus began to explain that thing, man. It's like it ain't always who you think it is, you know. So, um, and that's why you you know you talk about your your skin and your kin. You know, it's a different thing, man. Just because they got the same color on their skin that I have, that don't mean that they're what is it? Your kin ain't your kind. Your kind ain't your kin. That's that's the way it Absolutely. is sometimes, man. And so we we got to stop yeah. limiting ourselves. And, um, you know, when you are a friend, um, we did something, I don't know, for the last several months and, um, and, and, and jumped in there, man. It took him a minute, but he jumped in there. We had to pray for the current president. We had to. I mean, look, regardless of how I feel personally, regardless of, you know, what, it, it don't matter, man. If I'm a friend of God, I'm supposed to pray for that man. I'm supposed to pray for that man. That man needs prayer, you know, or whatever. Now, I don't know his spiritual standing or anything like that, but I can't sit here and say that I'm a friend of God because sometimes, quick, we want to be friends to each other and try to exclude God. But a friendship oh, sure. has to be, have some spirituality in that thing, man. You can't you can't tell me you love me if you don't love God in yourself, man. You you got oh, you sure. to you, you gotta have that. You can't. I mean, if you don't love God, how are you going to love me? Because I need you to love me mm. down to this place that everybody can't reach. Everybody mm. just can't reach. There's scars down there, man, that everybody can't get to, you know. Um, so so I'm, I'm very particular to call somebody my friend. Oh, no. And when I say uh, my friend, I'm talking about sure enough ride or die. I'm talking about even when they leave this earth, I leave this earth. You know what? Our conversations are still there. I'm still, in essence, talking with you and, and thinking about, okay, what will my boy do and things of that nature. You know, um, like I said, I had a had a had a partner that passed away, and you know, I love him, man. To this day, I love him. I still go to his grave site. I still, you know, I think about him. And every now and then, brother, break down. You know, I'm like, man, this ain't right. But sometimes when I'm going along, it's like, okay. Um, I need another side of this thing or whatever, and and he would he would sometimes you know put things in the proper perspective. Sometimes he'd call and just, hey man, go do what you got to do. You preach tomorrow till it turn dark. He'd say something stupid like that to make me laugh or whatever. And so as soon as I accepted the fact that you know he's resting with the Lord, he's good and all of that, then you know God began to put um, allow me to see that I've. I haven't replaced him. I didn't, but I did feel that void. There's somebody else, but you got to let him in, and that was quick, yeah. you know. So it was oh. like, okay, I, I had somebody all the time, but I was selective. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, he he 
he'll he'll lose respect for me. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't. No, man. And everybody that's your friend, and I'm talking a lot, but I got to get it out. Everybody that's your friend may not be somebody that's, um, um, uh, for instance, my, my friends aren't my colleagues. Just because all of us are in the pulpit, we may have gone to school together and we're pastor and I'm pastor. That don't mean that everybody, you know, you know, it, it, it could be completely different. God can send you somebody, man, that's, uh, I mean, you know, I personally feel like, and the boy may may flip on me one day. I don't know. But he He's subject to flip, I guess. But, you know, I feel like Quick got as much to lose as I do. So if I share something with him, it's like, okay, uh, he going to keep it. He going to keep it. He going to handle it. He going to deal with it or whatever. One day he might flip and call my wife and tell everything. <laughs> he may he may call my church and tell everything. I don't know or whatever. But I feel comfortable saying that he's my friend. But then I feel comfortable saying, okay, I am a friend to God, and regardless of what people think, regardless of how they feel, I can speak my truth. I can speak my truth. So, sure. great subject tonight, man. I'm I'm blessed as usual. Well, I'm gonna give you this because you know. I always I, I tell people what you tell me about you know my pulpit being uh, behind the chair, being the chair, and I said you know you ever heard of the fivefold ministry? I'm like yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. He said nowhere in there did he say it's preacher. I'm like damn, you know what? You're right. He said but it says teacher. Teacher is one of right. them. I said yeah, right. so it is. He said so. You got your pastor and you. Y'all have the same mission. Same five part of the fivefold ministry. Yours is just a little unorthodox. Still effective, but unorthodox. I said, Damn. You might be right. Pastor been saying this the whole time. Right? Now the funny thing is I call you pastor, but that's almost like your name to me. You know what I mean? You know, I, like I told you, I respect you as a man. All that, all that yes, other stuff doesn't, doesn't matter to me. I respect it all, but that's like your name to me. You know what I mean? In fact, if you ever recall, that's the only thing I've ever called you. Yes, sir. Since day one. But still offer your, but still offer your cigar. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> but it's it's just it's just it's just one of the things that. You know, when when you when you hear these things, you only use your your idea. You have the certain ideology that you affix to those terms. Like when you said your ministry, and I was like, "Ooh, I don't know if it's a ministry." Remember that? I do. It's it's the same because in my mind, I have a certain ideology attached to ministry. But right. to and, your point, and, and to limit. Right. You limit it by, by doing that because once it says in that uh, about the fivefold ministry, it's in Ephesians, and it talks about, you know, the prophets and the evangelists, and it says teachers. And this is what it says. Mm-hmm. Those that, all of that is the purpose of that is for the perfecting of the saints. And check this out, for the work of ministry. So, you know, that that's that's why you're part of the fivefold uh, 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 gifting. It's, it's for the work of ministry. Ministry was never supposed to be just for the church house, you know. But then we limit the church. We think the church is the building, man. 
and this pandemic found us out. It's not the church. It's not the building. It's us. It's us. It's us. You know? And But you understand that concept. You just don't know. You just don't understand and don't want to know church order. And I don't know that I want you to no. know church order, you know, because it, it limits you in a sense, if you understand. And I'm not down in the church, man. Um, no, no. It, I don't it's take it that purpose way. when it's done properly. But um, at the same time, you know, I, I don't want anybody to limit, limit, to limit God. God did more healing. Jesus did more healing outside the church than he did in the church. You know, now, truthfully, truthfully, I don't recall in the Bible where Jesus was in the church. I know he said he talked about fellowshipping, and when he talked about fellowshipping, it was always it seemed like it was at another brother's house, like they sitting yeah, around talking. Yeah. It wasn't right in the church. Yeah, and what he did was wherever he showed up at, that what that became the church. But as far as going, it, right? <laughs> but as far as going in a in, in in a synagogue or in a sanctuary or something like that to do a lot of work, he didn't spend a lot of time there. He really didn't. All of his work was done uh, outside the the church. It was done, you know. Um, um, some of it was done by a cemetery. Some of it was done. I mean, he, by the seaside, by the mountains. He did stuff where. It was unorthodox, man. But as people, we placed him into your answer. You got to go to church. You got to, and I'm not going down to church. But it's not church that you need. We need God, man. That that's you know you right. can't limit God. He's everywhere, man. So you know, and I'll never argue with anybody over the purpose of the church or anything like that. That's fine, but just don't limit God to just the church. Don't 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 do that, man. I mean, if, if the only place God can be found is in the church, we are in a predicament now because, brother, we haven't been in there since uh, March, you know. So, uh, you know, so that means we haven't had an experience with God, you know, since then. But like you said, you said earlier, when the spirit starts to move, okay, that means God is present. You can't separate God from his spirit. So it, you feeling him, sensing him, seeing him at your place of business. You know, uh, in your home, you know, driving down the road, you know, things of that nature on this line right here. I mean, per- personally, as much as I love you, brother, I wouldn't be on this line if if, if God wasn't a part of this. There's no need. I don't want to just do idle conversation. I mean, we we chop it up, and that's all well and fine, but it's got to help somebody, man. It's got to make a difference in somebody's life. And not just mine, you know, not to be selfish, not just mine. Uh, which <laughs> it does, <laughs> right? Which it does, but you're you're absolutely right. When we we can't we can't limit God, and I think that's that's part of our problem. You know, when we don't conduct ourselves accordingly outside of the church, it's because we only think that God is in the church. Well, when you move through your day to day, yeah, I might walk around with my khakis on and or my dicky suit, and my pistol, and my and my rack, but understand this. The moment I set all that aside, yeah, I, 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 God is still with me. He with me when I had that on, but now I'm armed with something else. I'm armed with the Word. I'm armed with the Spirit. So when you see me, you're not looking at my attire. You said it's something about Him. It's not how clean the shoes are. 
or how his, his, his my beard stay lined up. No, it is the guide in me is what you're saying. So now you try to come a little closer to figure out what it is about me that's drawing you. And you know what I do? I talk about the bus, but I kind of step back. I play, I play cat, look at the mouth. Because the more I step back, the more you step closer. Now I know you really yes, want sir. it. Now let's have a now let's have a conversation. You follow me this long? Let's have a conversation. Then, and this is and this a lot a lot of time it works with, with with our counterparts as well, white folks, what have you. It's something about you. Well, you got to understand, it's not me. It's not something that's about me, but it's something that's about me, meaning that's dwelling, if that makes sense. Makes all the sense in the world to me, brother. What dwells is the spirit. What dwells is what you saw, we call that blind spotting. What you saw, you can't get past it. But I had to show you the other side. And now you see the other side. Now it's like, oh, that's what it is. Hmm. That's what it is. I got you. I got you. I think I heard somebody call my name. That's all I heard. They did. This is this is Darcia Ellis. Um, Oh. I've just been listening to you guys. Um, thoroughly enjoying it. I want to say to um, to you, brother, quick that you have the, or you have put yourself in a position where you have the perfect ministry, because yes. you get to see people in all walks of life. Um, whereas we as Christians sometimes um, we make it hard for people to want to enter the house of God. Um, we make it hard because they don't look like us. They don't act like us. They don't smell like us. They don't dress like us. So we make it hard for them. But you know what? When they walk into your shop, it doesn't matter how they look. Um, you have a great ministry, whether you believe it's a ministry or not. Um, you have the opportunity to give them something that they may never get from us because of the way that we carry ourselves, because we forget that we were sinners at once because none of us are, have been saved all of our lives. Um, and because oh, we forget yeah. that simple fact, that we wow. haven't been saved in our lives. Sometimes we can be a little intimidating to folk that don't understand this church thing. Um, they don't understand. Um, and because we won't be real, uh, um, you're being a, a transparent. And a lot of us as Christians, we don't want to be transparent. We want you to know that, you know what, we got our lives together. We crossed every T and we've dotted every I. And it's not so. I just believe wow. that we all should be transparent and we all should be real. And when we're real, we can draw people. And we're not drawing them to us, but we're drawing them to the God that's within us. That's yeah. supposed to be yeah. our goal. We're part of making disciples. Mm-hmm. Brother, that's a drop the mic moment right there. Listen, bro. <laughs> no you, doubt. You know, I, I'm going to tell you, I, I, I dropped the mic when she said her name, you know. Uh, <laughs> well, I didn't know. I didn't know she was on here. I didn't know she was on here, man. Oh my God! But I, I promise you, she is dead on it. But quick, listen. There are people that you're going to reach, and you can reach that. They're not trying to hear me, even though you know, um, you know, I I try to reach them, but 
because of the restrictions, because of the restraints or whatever, they, they're not comfortable, you know. I got people that get on that line sometimes, man, and, and you know, they'll try to find me privately and want to talk to me, you know. And uh, I'm amazed at some of the things that they want to discuss, but they can't discuss them in church. It, it just goes against, you know, the, the ethics of the church, if you will. So, man, I'm telling you, um, you want to talk about from the pulpit to the church. Somebody saw the logo, man, and they were blessed by it. And they told me, say, will you wear it? Well, actually, it was my crazy son. But he said, would you wear that T-shirt? And at first I said, no, nah, I won't do it. Yes, I will, too. You know, because when you start, you got a, a logo with uh, a, a firearm or 9 millimeter, whatever it is on one side, and a Bible on the other. I asked a question, and I said, which one, as my son, I said, which one do you fear the most? Which one do you fear the most? Do you fear the firearm the most, or do you fear the the word of God the most. He sat there and he thought about it and he went back and forth and back and forth. And, you know, so he finally came up with his answer and I was well pleased with it. But, um, again, I didn't know she was on here tonight. Oh, my God, I didn't know she was on here. We just chopping and nobody come in tonight, so I'm good. But that blessed my soul right there. Well, likewise. Um, <laughs> I feel like I have to be uh, – a little more articulate now. You know, I change my voice. I get more <laughs> sophisticated quick now. But quick, um, be quick. <laughs> right, 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 right. But no, I, I really, I really appreciate those words. You know, and Pastor have been telling me that for for the longest. Um, actually, almost verbatim. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I can't. I really. I've got kicked out of three churches. Transparency. For that reason, because I, I I'm I'm not that one to to shuck and jive. I, I'm not that one who who's going to play around as though I have never done anything wrong. Oh, that's not me. Because if I walk around as though I've never done anything wrong, that is that is not a testimony. The testimony is actually. Where where I've come from to where I'm at, and the vision yeah. that I have going forward. So yeah. I'm, I've never been that one. Now you need you need me to put in work. I put in work. You know you can preach. I'll I'll be the one outside cleaning the church. Just as important, just as effective. But for me to go in and and try to front like I don't have scars, like I haven't been through anything, I can't. It'll be a disservice to everybody else, myself, and God. I guess mm. it's more of a refusal than a I can't. <laughs> now you got it. Now you got it. Just continue being you. Yeah, yes, don't, that's, don't that's stop it. being you. You know, you can respect people without agreeing with them. You know what I'm saying? Respect what they do. But you got to do you, you know, and uh, you don't have to be fake or phony. I'm telling you, it makes all the difference in the world, man. It it makes all the difference in the world. Because, honestly, if I didn't have the Tuesday night um, responsibility here, man, um, I would be a basket case. And, um, (laughs) you know, I thank God so much for it. And I thank God for her, for Darshel also, because she's, Man, when I tell you she's she's been there, she 
she gets it. She understands. And uh, just so you know, quick, just between me and you, man, that brother that I talked about that passed away, uh, it was her husband, man. It was her husband. And, um, you know, I, you know, I just, I thank God for her. I thank God nothing to separate, um, you know, our friendship, not a church or anything else. So, um, but brother ain't crying because I ain't soft. I ain't no punk. Y'all ain't laughing at me. So don't even, don't even start thinking like that. And uh, <laughs> let me get off here, man. You know I got to go clock in, brother, so I'm going to have to leave you tonight. You do. You do. And, you know, it is just about that time. So go ahead and plug in your information so we can let everybody know about the call tonight as well as the Zoom service, man. Please do. All right. Well, listen, everybody. First of all, I, I pray that everybody got something out of this, was blessed, or it made you think a little bit tonight. Because Quick and I, we don't we, we don't have all the answers other than the point to God. And Miss Quick also is it's just conversation. That's all it is. But literally, um, we're trying to do something to try and help everybody start their day and end their day properly. So at 6 a.m. Uh, every morning we have a a, a a brief prayer call, maybe about 15 minutes or so, and we do the exact same thing at 11 p.m. Eastern time every night. And if you'd like to call in, um, the numbers area code 605-313-4822, 605-313-4822, and then the um, the ID they'll ask you for that uh, is one six six eight two nine, and that's every single day six a.m. and um, eleven p.m. And then on Wednesdays and on Sundays, Wednesdays at uh, I don't forgot what time ten a.m. Um, and Sundays at I'm sorry, Wednesdays at seven p.m. and PM. Sundays at ten. Man, I got stuff mixed up. And um, that's a Zoom line, and you can get on and. Zoom in, and that ID is 661-994-1991. That's 661-994-1991. And the password that they'll ask you for is just the word Calvary, C-A-L-V-A-R-Y. Love to see y'all. Um, don't expect anything great. If you don't expect anything, just expect us to talk about God for a minute or a little while. So, Quick, thank you so much, man, for the chance to plug that. Greatly appreciate it, brother. Um, there are people that no call problem, in. I don't brother. even know who they are sometimes. But uh, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you so let's much. Go, let's go to work, man. Hey, man, listen. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Lord, thank you so much for uh, tonight. Thank you for real conversation. Thank you so much, God, for openness and honesty. God, we talked about being a friend tonight. We talked about being a friend or a friend of me. You know, they, they both exist. We can't deny them. And, God, they come in the shape, form, and fashion of family. And then sometimes, God, we have to understand that because we're children of God, we've got to learn to be a friend of God. We've got to learn how to make sure that we're pointing people in the right direction, that we're pointing them towards God. I thank you, God, for this 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 uh, blog talk uh, ministry. I thank you for Quick, Miss Quick, and I thank you for my sister that called in tonight. Didn't know she was on, but thank Lord, thank you, God, for her summarizing everything and making it plain. 
I pray, God, that you'll put your hand on quick and keep it right there. Lord, help him to continue to be himself, but to always respect others. I pray also, God, for this ministry that will continue to move forward and bless folk. And I pray that you'll keep all of us. Everybody that's listening, God, I pray that they'll get a good night's rest on tonight and that they will get closer and closer to you and also get closer to themselves. Thank you so much, God. Help us to go out and make this world a much better place. I ask these things, and I thank you for these things. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. 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 Well, if everybody's hearts and mind clear, we can go ahead and get to work. Pastor, my brother, I know you got to go with your heart and mind clear. Hey, man, it's as clear as it can be right now. I love you, bro. Thank you. Miss Quick, your heart and mind clear? Too, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love you, and thank you. Miss Ellis, thank you for calling. Is your heart and mind clear? Yes, sir. All right. My heart and mind clear? Everybody, we thank you for listening. This concludes tonight's episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. Our topic is friend or frenemy. Love God. Love yourself. Take care of each other. And wash your hands. Be safe. Peace.
But I know 